This is Scott. This is Rebecca. And we're the CEOs of Hardy, Party of Five. And a half. It's not really a company, it just sounds cool. And if you're looking for a normal family, well, you've certainly come to the wrong place. So keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and let's see where this roller coaster takes us. Previously on Hardy, Party Five and a Half. Okay, I've just always wanted to do that. We're back with part two of our conversation with Chrissy Dallas. We were just about to get some big breaking news, so let's jump right back in where we left off. That's so fascinating. Like, I, I already want to see these in movie oh, form. Oh, girl. So have you thought about pursuing any kind of movie form of these, movie, of these books? Well, so that is a loaded question right now. Um, hmm. Give us the tea, Mrs. Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, every author's dream is, I think every author's dream is to see their, you know, their movies mm-hmm. brought to life on the screen. Or um, there are some things right now, some opportunities that have come my way with that. That's all I really want to say on that. <laughs> but what it has done is it has kind of put me on a different trajectory of learning. Um, I have written up what they call a treatment mm-hmm. in screenwriting. Um, I've written a treatment for the Phantom Island series and a treatment for the, for Icarus, which is you know the new one. And um, what that is is it's basically like how you would how you would pitch the adaptation, whether you would do it like I'm doing them as serialized drama, like uh, because there's so many streaming services right now out, mm-hmm. and they are hungry for new content. I mean, everybody is looking for new writers, new content because they want to have original stuff on all their you know, streaming. And so I am currently learning how to write pilot episodes. Um, like I said, I've already learned the treatment process, which can probably still be tweaked a little bit, but there, you know, there's some things in the works. I don't want to get anybody's hopes up for that because, you know, it's such a competitive thing and I'm very blessed that the Lord even brought some of these opportunities to me. It kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and just being obedient last year to get the series, you know, um, read, like we republished everything last year under my own imprint, took back control of all my rights, everything, uh-huh. um, and did everything myself and then released the fifth book. And like through that, I just did it one step at a time. I just felt the Lord leading me to be obedient. And then, then he started opening these really big doors uh-huh. in ways that I didn't see. So for uh-huh. me, it's just being obedient in the next steps. I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like I'm supposed to be learning some new things right now. Yeah. That's all I know. I don't know if it's just to make me ultimately a better storyteller, but I do write cinematically, like I, which means probably big budget stuff, (laughs) but I do, I mean, I am a visual person and I do love movies and shows and, um, and studying writing techniques for those already. So Mm -hmm. it, it's been a little more of a natural jump than I expected. Yeah. And just what's like some of the major things that are different in writing a novel in, (laughs) I don't even that's know what probably, a that's process. a very loaded question, yeah. but and I could let you know once I learned. Okay. <laughs> no. what you, um, well, already, initially, what are the things that seem different? Well, like so already, like looking at Phantom Island, you know, we start with Camp Fusion, and we're we're there for nine chapters and following these characters through their drama at Camp Fusion before they drop into a magical world. Well, you couldn't do that in a you've pilot. You've got to condense everything. Yeah, in a pilot yeah. episode, oh. you've got to give a taste in that. 
first episode of this is what this series is going to be about to hook people in. Mm. So, like, I've kind of pitched, like, I haven't actually started writing Phantom Island because I am really starting with Icarus. I feel like that one, so the, the interesting thing about Icarus Flight School, I actually used a screenwriting book to plot it. Because I went to like a writer's workshop and they were talking about use this, you know, book. It's called My Story Can Beat Up Your Story. Now, this was before Save the Cat Writes a Novel came out. So there's so many great like books right now on that. But that was before that. So I used that and basically like restructured the whole thing and rewrote it. So the book is really long because I followed like a feature film like method and you, you know, you're actually having to write more to show those scenes, whereas you would show them on screen, they'd go probably a lot faster. Right, yeah. Um, so, but it moves really quick. It's a long book, but it actually moves very quick because of the pacing that I followed. So, um, that one is where I'm starting. But Phantom Island, like, I would start probably with her waking up on the island. Mm -hmm. um, and then, as, you know, like, as things start happening, as she meets Gabriel or falls into the water, like, that's probably where I would then go, okay, let's go back now and tell the story. Uh, like a flashback kind yeah. of. How yeah, and I, yeah. Yeah. Which I'm already, like, was super inspired by Lost <laughs> back yeah. in the day when I started writing these. I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't want to, like, copy what Lost did. But uh -huh. something kind of similar to that, you know, yeah. in, in the sense of, but with a different tone and style than Lost. So, so, so far I've learned beta readers. And yeah. I've, learned what a, I've learned what or kind of what a treatment is when you're trying to trans transfer to movies and now i need to know what tribe i'm in yes so let's do have it have a okay explain what the tribes are okay like, well see but then that might give away oh, so like we can't talk what about you're, that. no yeah okay sorry i just said that talk about that okay so we're just going to take this and i think your people that are on the podcast if they want to take it in their head and kind of remember do y'all have pens yes or, yeah yeah okay. mm -hmm. um you can kind of take this. Uh, this is at chrissydallas.com. K-R-I-S-S-I. -S -S -I. I'm not a Y. I'm an with I. An <laughs> with an I. It'll be in the show notes. It'll be on the actual <laughs> cover of this episode. Yeah. So chrissydallas.com under Fandom Island uh, page, you'll see there's a tribal quiz there. And you can actually take it and it will, like, pop up your results. But we're going to do, like, the old-fashioned quiz way. Okay. So you're going to decide if you're an A, B, C, or D on these. And um, keep track, mm. you know, at home, those of you that are trying this okay okay so of the following which colors do i like the most a gray and purple b green and yellow c red and gold d blue and white i'm in i'm locked in are you gonna say what you're picking oh i was gonna say i, I think your reader okay. i mean i think I'm, your listeners would want to okay know. i am b green and yellow really i've always loved me. the color yellow i look terrible in it um, <laughs> you just have to find the right but shades i just <laughs> yeah i just love looking at it and then most recently i've picked out green a lot i find in decorating and i i have this one shirt every time i wear it people are like you look amazing in that color i'm like Maybe. like this lime green hoodie it's you have not on actually it's more of a it's no it's not like this lime green hoodie <laughs> this would be a color i probably wouldn't leave the house in. No, um, I like it. But it's like it's a darker green, and so I'm like, maybe green's my color. I don't maybe. know. What'd maybe. you pick, Hardy? I picked C, red and gold. Red, red and gold. gold. Okay. okay. All right. When I'm making weekend plans, I typically A, like a party atmosphere, lots of people, excitement, and energy. B, like to hang out with just my closest friends. C, I only do what I feel like doing when the time comes. Or D, I'm happy if everyone else is happy. Fun can happen anywhere. Goodness. If I was younger, I would answer one way, but I'm getting old. 
<laughs> so what does that mean? What do old people do well, young, on the weekend? <laughs> you no, know, younger, I probably would have been like, let's go out, let's do all the things. And now I'm getting older, I'm like, I'm tired, and I have two days before I have to go back to work again. <laughs> so you're like, you're like C right. or B. Okay. I'm B. <laughs> She's gonna hang out with just her closest friends. Yeah, what are I you? think I'm B as well. Oh, okay, cool. Aww, we make okay. a good pair. <laughs> <laughs> when okay. conflict arises, ooh, let's let's get Uh-oh, deeper. Here we go. Okay, when conflict arises between a friend and me or a husband and me. Okay, yeah. how do I handle it? A, I like to talk openly through the problem until it is resolved. B, I tend to be as honest as possible, even if it hurts. C, I have to take some time alone to calm down first, or I might say something I regret. <laughs> D, I run away from the problem because I just don't like conflict. Neither one of y'all better write that. You Are look, you a conflict I used avoider? To, I used to be D. Really? A lot more. When you we first got married, I was more. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Not you, yeah. though, Rebecca. But no, I'm, not me. You pick? But, but I'm, I'm totally A. Well, he looked at me when I when on B, when, like, <laughs> as honest as possible, even if it even hurts. If it and hurts. he totally looked at me on even if it hurts. <laughs> what are you was, trying to say, Harvey? I think that was just a subconscious Okay, well, thing, I'm yeah. going. I'm actually going with A. This is why I it's good like to take a it with people you know. Oh, that's right. <laughs> right. So what did you end up with, I'm A. You went A. You want to talk openly until it is resolved. That's good. This is clearly going to be our last podcast. <laughs> We're going to go to counseling right away. Yeah. I believe problems are best solved with A, good communication among people, B, logical and unemotional evaluation of the situation, C, empathy, the ability to feel what other people feel. That's dumb. Or D. <laughs> You're not picking C, apparently. <laughs> or D, compromise so that everyone gives in a little. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. What are you picking? I'm picking A. I picked B. I am totally logical (laughs) and unemotional evaluation of the situation. Well, there you go. Okay. So Scott's our our good communicator here. Yeah, (laughs) clearly. I'm apparently so honest (laughs) and hurtful. Okay. Okay. (laughs) The kind of work I am best at is A, when I work with my mind or intelligence. B, when I work with nature or animals. C, when I work with my hands or building. D, when I work with people, relationships. Well, that's D for me. Isn't that funny? Because you would think as a hairstylist you'd be hands, but it's not really the hair. It's the relationships. relationships, I think I'm D as well. Yeah. When you work with people, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. I could see that about both of you. Okay, if I could plan the perfect vacation, this is Rebecca's thing, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I would, let's see here. I would go to A, the beach, B, the forest or national parks, C, the mountains, D, anywhere I can play in the water. I, you know, when people usually don't ask the question like this, they say, are you a beach person or a mountain person? I would have always picked mountain, but I think I would pick forest and national parks. I would too. Interesting. Oh, look, we're coming back together. That's, we that's might B, make right? it, honey. <laughs> we might. We're going to make it through this. Which of the following options do I find the most calming or peaceful? A, the feel of air or wind. This one's really on the nose with the tribes here. Uh, B, the sights of nature. C, the warmth of a fire. D, the sounds of moving water. It might make you want to go to the bathroom. Yeah, no, this is the sights of nature. In fact, just the other day I told Sky, I said, I just, I just want to retire somewhere with a view. I Aww. literally said that. Like, I just want to be able to look at my window and see something pretty. Yeah. So I don't have to hear the water. I don't have to, like, feel anything. You I got just a water to, tower somewhere. I, I got a water tower. <laughs> That's not, what I, not exactly what I'm thinking. So I think D, sounds of water. I like oh. going to the pool or the ocean, closing my eyes. Did you and... pick beach on the other one? Huh? No, I picked forest or national parks. Okay, well, you but can't like, have it both ways. Well, not like it necessarily <laughs> well, a beach. national parks can have water. They have waterfalls. But like a, well, waterfalls okay. or springs, I like hearing that. Okay, so like I if you, you were to put on a noisemaker and it was a bubbling brook, you wouldn't have to like pee all night. 
I would probably have to pee, but I would enjoy it at the same time. Okay. That's because we're 50 and over yeah. now. I'm going to get up and pee anyways. Bladder so. control is a thing. Okay, so my bedroom is first arranged so that it is A, decorative and beautiful, B, practical and useful, C, comfortable, the way I like it, D, the way my friends or my family like it. I don't know. <laughs> a or B, I mean, I feel like, no, it's totally practical. Yeah, it's a B. Yeah. For me, it's C, just to be comfortable. Oh. So that's interesting because, I don't know, because Scott, with when I look around in here, this is your lab, and it has yeah. lots of beautiful art and things that are yeah, decorative. I yeah. mean, so you would not. I don't know. I just want to be comfortable and. <laughs> so that, fo that follows wanna... that logic? Is that what you're saying? Or no? I mean, I think A would be somebody who's aesthetic. Oh, gotcha. Mm -hmm. So they think first of how can I aesthetically make this? But it, you know, but this there makes are, him there comfortable. Are, yeah, there's yeah, things. Yeah. Is, Maybe it's Maybe more that's it. yeah. the comfortable. Hmm. No, because I was thinking to me, <clears throat> why would I move my bed? No, because it's not closer to the bathroom. And again, See, that goes practical. back to the last question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When it comes to my relationships with people, I'm really good at A, communicating and understanding their thoughts. B, reading the motivations behind what they say. Rebecca, you just can go ahead and mark that one. Okay, C, <laughs> understanding their feelings. D, making them feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. You're good. You can spot things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> spot them a mile I think away. I'm D. I want to ask questions to make someone feel more comfortable in talking. To yeah, me. I think you are somebody who tries to make people comfortable. <laughs> what was yours? But you, you're a B. You I do think. also like the dialogue and communicating. I do. Hmm. I don't know. Can I pick two of them? <laughs> you could pick one is more your primary and one is the secondary. But you don't get points for both. That's the I think here's the difference. The practical with side D, of me says you can't. Yeah. Making them feel comfortable is sometimes to the point of you could be an enabler. Yeah. Well, that's Whereas true. the communicating and understanding their thoughts, that's going to be somebody who's probably more like interested in the the process of communication. So I not go just with a, I'm then. just here. Yeah, I think I'm yeah. here. Eh? Um, okay. okay, last <laughs> one. In which of the following areas do I find deep meaning? A. Music, books. B. Sports and outdoors. C, art and movies. D, traveling life experience. Mm. I'm between B and D. I mean, sports mm. and outdoors. To me, outdoors goes with traveling yeah. and life experience. So then think of it so. more as... Um, but my very favorite movies of all time are sports movies, are hopeful sports movies. See, you all got married on a freaking baseball field. I'm thinking you need to go with B. <laughs> That's right. But we Scott, did. I don't... I mean... I like C, though. I think okay. C... Okay, yeah. just from my personal opinion... I would think C is going to be more you because the yeah, art I'm, I'm and the drawing C. part. Yeah. Um, I am eight B's, Chrissy. Eight. Oh, mm. I am not surprised. Okay, really? Now what do we okay, know? so now you, you count up. Gonna... Now you count up. Yes. Um, count up how many A's you have, how many B's, how many C's, how many D's, and write them then there at the bottom. But the one, and it, it's okay that you're not all one thing. I think I'm the only person who's taken this quiz and I'm all one thing because I designed it after myself. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's funny. Yeah, so, so you, I, I mean. <clears throat> I only have one in A and one in D, and everything else is in Is a B. B. Okay, so let's talk about you while Scott's... Yeah, so I'm still calculating. Mostly Bs is our Earth people. Earth. Okay. This is Sam. I'm married to an Earth person, <laughs> so I have a special affinity there. Um, so Earth people, obviously down-to-Earth, practical. Um, in the books, these are the people that can control the element of Earth. Mm. So... Um, their eyes are green in their natural state, and then when they're using their powers, they glow green. Mm -hmm. um, they're very 
um, they're good hostesses mm-hmm. um, <laughs> on the island. They always have the big feasts and the food. They're known for their food. Oh, um, this is totally me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they're also very good. One of their kind of special abilities is like they can see when somebody's lying. So huh. they have kind of like a connection with truth. And so they, they truth matters uh-huh. to them. Um, they're very loyal. They're honest. They're blunt sometimes in the books. They're some of my favorite characters that I get to write because <laughs> they just kind of see what they're thinking, you uh-huh. know? Um, so one of the, the characters, Eden, is Earth, and Caleb is Earth in the books. And they're super popular with okay. fans. So. All right. I think that fits me pretty well. I think it does. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought you were. Although I thought maybe you'd come out some arrow because that's a creative one. But it seems uh, like, yeah. like your dominant is going to be your Earth. Yeah. And then your creativity flows out of all that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Scott. Okay, I uh, have three A's and three C's. Okay, no, so Scott's three? are... Okay. No, C. Oh, three A's and three C's. Yes. Okay, so you have a tie between arrows, which is the wind people, yeah. and seat pyras, which is the fire people. And that is so funny, because I don't know if you remember me telling you, I thought you were an arrow, pyra... Yeah, oh, I yeah, Yes, uh-huh. arrow so pyra combination. Mean? So well, what, who am I? <laughs> we don't <laughs> know. So let's start with Are your arrow side. <laughs> yes, because arrow, well, fire and... Okay, well, well, we'll get there. So arrows, that's my truck. Welcome. Um, Thank you. It's good to be here. We control the wind in our natural state. Our eyes are gray on the island, but then when they glow silver, when we use our power. So arrows are very strong communicators. They're very creative, very free-spirited. They don't like to be inhibited in their expression of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, They're dramatic, maybe on the other, like, the other end, they can be manipulative if they're (laughs) not careful. They're strong leaders. Um... They just love beauty and things. Aesthetics mm-hmm. is very important to the arrows. Okay. Um, so you see more formality sometimes with them. Okay, so... Do, do their eyes glow green? No, they grow, glow silver. Silver. Oh, you can silver. Now, your pyra side, this is, like, this is who Gabriel is. Okay, okay, so in the books, Whitney is our wind person, mm-hmm. the main character. Um, Gabriel is our fire guy, and... Pyras are emotional, and not in the sense that they're just always, like, off the rails emotional. They just experience the world through emotions first. So it was really fun to write Gabriel and Firetrap when it came out because the way that he reads a room is almost almost like this. He can sense the emotions in the air, like, between yeah. him and other people, and he's very empathetic to it. Um, so he can be a hothead. I mean, they can be hotheads. <laughs> but they just feel first. Um, and so, um, they're very artistic and, um, creative. They work really well with water people. So this is what's funny. The fire people in my books kind of clash with earth people (laughs) because they're opposite. (laughs) Earth are like, you destroy our land with fire, you know? Um, but they're just so like non-emotional and Pyra's so are so emotional. It's like they're just polar opposites. And yeah. so they have the most conflict mm-hmm. between the two. And they're like, they get on each other's nerves. But it's also one of my love stories in there is dealing with those two tribes. Um, <laughs> the Arrows, yeah, they get along really well with the Geos. Mm-hmm. Um, because they are the free spirits, so the Geos kind of ground them. Yeah. Okay. So see, I can see how this is working. Look yes. at us. We're awesome. <laughs> We're going to make it. <laughs> so, but really... I tell people, and I guess we, we, D would be the, the water people, which none of us apparently have water yeah. qualities so what would very well. So the water, yeah, they have blue. Oh, I'm, I'm who sorry. Who book is? So, water. oh, water is Morgan, okay. our best friend Morgan in the book. Okay. And um, and Thomas is a water person. 
So water is, they have blue eyes and they glow blue on the island mm-hmm. when they're using their powers. And they're, they're just like, go with the flow. I mean, I, you know, really when go I wrote this, go with the flow, go with the flow. <laughs> they are non-confrontational. They're fun loving. They're peacemakers. Like they can mm-hmm. be enablers, you know, on the, that. And, and I, I just went with each element when I started to write, like, what do I know about this element? How does it act? And I kind of personified the yeah. element, and then went, which yeah. is nothing new, right? We've been doing elemental stuff, but I do love playing with the elemental powers on yeah. the island and it how it how it goes into their personalities. So even all that drama at the camp in the first book, you're actually setting up the tribes in that first part in the first half of the book because as you understand these characters, I'm trying to help you understand the tribes and the inclinations of the tribes. So it makes the fantasy a lot more, mm-hmm. you know. Like, easy to understand. People always say, these books are a fantasy for people who don't like fantasy. <laughs> because it, it's just so accessible. Yeah. So, yeah. I love this. This is, like, right on target for, like, I think what people love right now of books. Like, the different tribes and where do I belong. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, within a book. Like, that's cool. Everybody wants to be connected to that somehow. And so, finding out, like, what can this book actually tell me more about me? Well, yeah, you're finding out something about yourself yeah. in reading the book. I love yeah. that. No. I hope so. It's so exciting. I can't wait for all the movies to come. <laughs> like in my lifetime but now I guess I just need to read the books mm-hmm. audiobooks <laughs> yeah, I need the audiobooks there you go so switching gears just a little bit like we know we know you have a husband Sam who is this who is Geo right yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's yeah. you. Yeah, how do you balance <laughs> someone like me? How do you balance, um, you know, being a wife and you have two boys and their names are Jasper and Caspian, mm, sweetest boys. I love watching the Sam and Christy parent these two boys because they're fifteen years behind us, and it's funny because you know on this side. I was just talking to someone the other day and they were stressing about like, do we send our kid to this school or that mm-hmm. school or whatever? And in my mind, I'm like, you know what? If you don't like it, you just move them to another school. <laughs> and, you know, on this, but I remember making those decisions. Mm-hmm. I remember those decisions yeah. being so hard and seemed like they had so much weight to them. 15 years later, I'm like, what kid did our school go to? I don't even remember. <laughs> so things that don't, but anyways, it's fun watching you guys parent your From boys. where you are. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, 15 years down the road, you're like, some of that doesn't really matter. But we, I, we always talk, we're like, we need a third kid, a third boy so we can be the Hardys. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I'm like, that's our goal. <laughs> <laughs> we, we love having all boys. So how do you balance that? How do you balance your writing? I mean, I know there's sometimes I see your posts on Facebook and you're like, I'm going to write 60,000 more words yeah. tonight before midnight. <laughs> 60,000. <laughs> yeah. Because I, yeah. I have superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what kind of hours you have, uh, but yes, I see like, I know that you are up sometimes really late and yeah. like, how do you balance that? Like, I, I have to be a compartmentalizer. Mm-hmm. That's really the, my secret. Um, so when I'm doing school, cause I am only a Tuesday, Thursday teacher at this point. I didn't, I wasn't always that way in my teaching career, but thankfully that's where I am. So I have to, you know, it used to be prior to this pandemic, I could really compartmentalize and get grading and teaching Mm -hmm. everything done on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I would stay really late at school until I had that done because I knew I needed my brain to feel free on Monday, Wednesday, Friday to focus then on my writing um, while my kids were in school or while Mm -hmm. I had a few hours here or there. Um, The school year has not worked out that way. (laughs) it's been really challenging, um, to find the balance this year Mm -hmm. because school is way more demanding with, you know, being virtual and, and, um, in person at the same time all day long. And then really not having the time to do things anymore like that at all on Tuesday, Thursdays. Um, so I think that's just the way I have to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But I also, that free-spirited part of me, like, sometimes it's like, well, while my kids are at school, I'm going to take a nap right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I'm going to stay up late. Or if I stayed up late the night before, then I'm like, okay, well, I can always take a nap. I'm, I'm a very passionate napper. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We actually planned this podcast around your nap. <laughs> we were napping as well. Ours too. Like, yeah. Good afternoon. Okay. Uh, can I squeeze a nap in there? No, but that's because, you know, like you said, I, sometimes I do stay up late because I don't, like, I want to give my children all of me while they're mm-hmm. awake. And so mm-hmm. when they go to bed, if I have the energy left, <laughs> yeah. then I'll go sit and work. And sometimes at night, it's just very quiet and mm-hmm. peaceful and and so my brain can kind of focus. But, like, on teaching days, I can't do late nights because mm-hmm. my brain is, like, done. Um, so, yeah, I think that's just kind of – it's it's a balancing act for everybody. I will say, like, really, I have a very supportive husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is more than willing. He's a very competent father and very um, – I mean, he just, he's amazing. And Mm so as of having a partner like that, who believes in what I do, um, as being equally important Mm -hmm. in our, in our family life, like he really does make allowances for me to have time to go work too. If there's something, especially if we're cranking out the writing or I have a deadline or Mm -hmm. something, he's like, I got the kids, you go work, you know, we've had moments this year where like the default parenting thing has switched. You know, there's always the default parent. Uh And a lot of times it's the mom that the kids come to and like, can I have a snack? I'm like, why don't you ask your daddy? He's like sitting right there. Right. Like I, there were some, Sam has taken up so much of the parenting this year. Like there was literally a moment where I was sitting in my chair and both boys, I watched them go and ask Sam for a snack. (laughs) And then they asked Sam, dad, I need water. Dad, I need this. And I, I had that, this moment where I sat back and I was like, I'm not the default parent right now. When did this happen? And then my control side was like, oh my gosh, I'm not the default parent. (laughs) But no, I mean, it's, you know, I'm thankful that I have a family that is just as committed to this. Um, as we are to my husband's career and as we right. are to our children, we, we all give and take Yeah, and we're trying to, ch- to raise our boys to think right. that way too, that mom, yeah. mom's importance isn't just in the home. It's right. It's out there too. Yeah. You know? That's what I was going to say. Even, even in all of that, you're, you're still, if you don't feel like you're present with your boys, they're seeing you do something important right. and there's some traits and qualities they're going to carry over into their mm-hmm. adult life because they're watching you work hard at something. Well, it's cool so. that y'all have made it a part of your lives mm-hmm. instead of, Oh, this is. Like it's something foreign from your family. Like it's separate mm-hmm. from your family, mm-hmm. which could be a problem because, oh, I'm over here doing this. Yeah. But y'all seem to have integrated what you're doing yeah. in with mm-hmm. your we whole family. Yeah. To the yeah. point cool. where Jasper just confessed to me, actually, my six-year-old. He was like, Mom, uh, when you used to say you were a writer, I used to think you were talking about like writer on Paw Patrol or like my friend writer, <laughs> like the name writer. Oh, writer. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard. He goes, he goes. Yeah, I said nobody writing like writer, like like you're learning to write. Right. Uh-huh. He goes, yeah, I understand that now. Somebody explained it. <laughs> I had That's no awesome. clue. Every time he would hear my mom's writer, right? That's it was hilarious. so confusing for him. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. <laughs> he just confessed this yesterday. I just thought that was so funny. Kids say the darndest things. Yeah, they do. All right, we're gonna close. But before we close, can you give us like what is like one piece of advice you'd give to like aspiring author? So you're going to hear people say, and I'll say it, okay, because it's true, you know, write what you love, write what you know. Mm -hmm. Writing what you know is especially important, but we also have to operate within this imaginative realm, Mm -hmm. right? So definitely writing needs to be an outflowing of your heart. That being said, I wish somebody would have kind of explained to me or worked with me or I'd had somebody to kind of mentor me in the beginning, like... It's also a business. Mm-hmm. If you want to write to be published, and nowadays anybody can publish, and so I know that that creates a whole sphere of, 
you know, um, different reasons for why people publish or what they're trying to accomplish with it. But it is a business and you mm -hmm. really have to get in and understand the business. You have to understand how to make yourself competitive, marketable. Um, and sometimes what we love to write has to be tempered with mm -hmm. also what sells, what, yeah. you know, so, um, we can tell people to write what you love all day long and you should. And especially if you're a young listener right now, or you're a teenager, write what you love for sure. That should be the focus because mm -hmm. you shouldn't be thinking about publishing already when you're a teenager. And I get a lot of, I don't know what that's about, but more than ever now, I never thought about publishing when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. My friends would say that someday you're going to be an author, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. But like, I never thought like that. Now I get teenagers come and be like, well, how can I get published? And I'm like, you're 15. Like <laughs> you can't, you don't even have a bank account. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so the, the goal when you're young should be to write and learn what you're good at, what you're bad at, what, you know, mm -hmm. and develop those things. But when you're, if you're serious about writing, learn the business yeah. and do it well and mm -hmm. learn your craft and don't just know that there's always room to grow in that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. Well, I've learned a lot about myself today, you know, being a geo, how do you pronounce the whole thing? Geodorian. Geodorian. I've, I've learned that I'm a Geodorian and you are Wind confused. Wind and fire. You're confused. <laughs> you need to visit the island and yeah. see and really which find village. Out. Yes. One is in the treetops, that's arrows, and then one is in the mountains. Oh, wow. The pirates. Okay, but I'm still, I still don't know. You might have to get yeah. a timeshare somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and forth. Yeah. Chrissy, thank you so much for spending your time explaining all of this awesome stuff to us. Like, we've been around you for a long time, seeing people read sections of your book, seeing all the pictures of your book everywhere. It was just really cool to, like, dive in and get well, to see a little bit you. more Thank you for fascinating. Me. I know. So, we will tag your uh, website. Yep. in their show notes. Scott right. Hardy will do that because he's good at that stuff. And if you awesome. haven't already, like and subscribe to Hardy Party 5 and a half, and leave a comment if you want to for Chrissy. We'll pass it on to her. And uh, sure. that's, I think that will wrap it up. Hardy Party 5 and a half, over and out. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>